Good evening. Saludos, mighty metro region. Great to see everybody, or at least to be seen by everybody. And in my mind, I'm imagining all of you and your your smiling faces. I got the picture of a Sunday morning out there in front of me. But uh, greetings, hugs to all of you, uh, virtual hugs, and uh, and especially those who are also visiting with us and friends and family out there that are watching uh it's uh, March 25th. Tomorrow we have a big day. Uh, it's uh, our first uh, ever global day of prayer and fasting. Um, this is really kind of an amazing uh, an event. And obviously, it's a, it's a great step of faith in response to a, a, an amazing challenge that we're all facing. Of course, the top of the news is the spread of of the virus, uh, coronavirus around the world and how it's impacting everybody. And, and, and that is the reason that we're having the, the day of prayer and fasting tomorrow for our friends, our family, and that we get this under control as soon as possible. So, uh, tonight we're going to actually do a study on, uh, prayer and fasting. So to help us get ready, to help us have the right mindset and be prepared for a great day tomorrow because uh, it's not just a matter of fasting, but how we fast as well. So a day of prayer and fasting is a very significant thing anytime. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure this is the first time that our fellowship around the world is doing this uh, together. Um, I had uh, been in the works of getting a day of prayer and fasting about the poor a while ago, but we never quite got it uh, all together. And this has launched that effort forward. Well, it wasn't even my effort. It was everybody's efforts uh, out there to get us all praying and fasting on the same day, which I think is fantastic. I think that's really incredible. But there's a few things I want to go over before I jump into the lesson. And by the way, um, the sector leaders will be emailing you this lesson so that you'll be able to go over it tomorrow because I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures at you and I don't want you to feel like you've got to sit there and write them all out or type them up or take pictures of your TV screen or whatever you, you're doing. Um, they they will get mailed. I already sent them to Reese. I know you're out there. If you could please uh, email it, make sure the sector leaders. I emailed it to you about 15, 20 minutes ago. Um and uh, but a couple things I want to go over before we jump into the lesson, um, kind of so you know what 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 are we doing? What are what are we what are we doing in terms of taking care of the church and helping the church uh, respond appropriately? Um, we are basically going through studies and scriptures about faith in different formats to because that really is the answer to what is happening. Uh, right now to the challenges that we're facing, the fear that's gripping our world, our entire world, the fear that's affecting uh, not only us, but our families, our children, our relatives. And, and, and the right thing to do is always is to draw near to God and, and to really get our focus. You know, we've been talking about being spiritual people, being a holy nation in January and February, really to strengthen the, our church. But this really kind of puts everything into into warp speed or light speed of we just we've got to be people who are just having a fantastic walk with God and and understanding that. So what here's what here's what we're doing in case you don't know or in case you're not under sure of how this is all working out. So Monday through Fridays we're doing devotionals, daily devotionals. Right, we're doing a ten o'clock. Devotional in English and eleven o'clock devotional in Spanish. Right now, what I'm doing is a series 
just walking through the heroes of the Bible. There's fantastic heroes, and, and, and they're heroes because they were in a tough situation. They drew near to God. They found their faith. They rose above it and were victorious. Basically what we need to do, you know, and, and, you know, all the stories are just so amazing, so incredible. So we're going through and we're learning. And, and, and that, by the way, is not only strengthening uh, our convictions and our faith, but it's also just building up a library in our minds and our hearts of what to do when we feel fear or what to do in these different situations. So that's Monday through Friday, the heroes of faith over fear. Uh, really, we're using Wednesday night and Sunday to be more practical, equipping the church and helping us. And hopefully what, what we, what we're hoping everybody is in a small group, virtual small group. And that after the lessons, you guys can meet on Zoom and have a discussion about the lesson. And the, and the lessons are geared towards that. If you do not know, um, who, you know, if you don't have a group, then, then please make sure we know. Uh, we'll get you plugged into a group. Um, um, I'll need an email, Turnwald. I'll need an email to to give them out. But at the end, but uh, we 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 want to get many people as possible plugged in to a a small group uh, because that's part of the response. That's part of what we need to do is not only draw near to God but draw near to each other. And then there's actually some extra studies that I'm just loading up the library with. I've begun a study of the book of Hebrews. A lot of you know my book just came out that I did with John Oakes. Um, and so I'm just doing short uh, short studies on it. And we're going to go chapter by chapter so people can look at any time. We're not broadcasting those live. Uh, those will just be in the library. And under the uh, metrovision.laicc.net, uh, or actually on my website as well, thewayofthepilgrim.org, uh, um, .com, sorry, thewayofthepilgrim.com. So uh, those are just different ways. But also something else to know is that um, <clears throat> we are preparing a food bank, a food shelter for those that might be in distress later on. I know a lot of us, our work situation is is being greatly affected, which means our financial situation is going to be affected, which means we may have some trouble buying groceries. And and I so again, I want us to encourage. I want to encourage us to watch out for each other, take care of each other, and that means we got to be in the know. That means if it, and 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 one on the one hand, we all need to be asking, "How you doing?" You know, asking each other. And on the other side of the coin, if you're the one that you're not sure how you're going to get groceries or how you're going to get food for your kids, whatever, please let somebody know there will be food. We will have food stored. Well, it'll be the basics, you know, but it'll it'll be it'll be what everybody needs. And um, Reese Kiana is, is the one uh, overseeing that, putting that together. And he's got the all-star team. He's got Jerry, Latrice, and Augustus all helping out with that and and uh, and 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 you know what what what's going to happen with that in the future? I I don't know. I just want to make sure we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. And when I say we, when I talk, I'm talking about our elder uh, Doug Weber and our leadership team, or I think often usually called here the staff or the pillar group. Um, we're just trying to make sure 
everyone is taken care of in our region. We want, we want that. And, and for us to even be able to help others, maybe not in our church, but the first, the first move is to make sure that our, our church is taken care of. Um, and you know, with all those studies that, that are being put on there, whether it's the, the, the Sunday, the Wednesday or the daily devotionals, I, I want to encourage us that everything is evangelistic. Everything we're doing. And what do I mean by evangelistic? I mean that it doesn't mean that somebody doesn't matter if somebody's never heard the Bible, somebody's just curious. I think this is opening up a lot of questions in people's hearts. And you know, anytime you have to deal with fear, uh, it, it makes people think about God. I mean, I often joke about how I've been on planes where we drop some, you know, feet in the sky because of turbulence, and I see people praying. And, uh, and it's a lot more people than probably would normally be praying, you know, and, and all of a sudden everybody finds faith and finds God when they're scared and they're panicky. And, and that's, that's just the way we're wired. You know, unfortunately, I remember somebody one time said, why is it you Christians always find God when you, you're down and out? And I just looked at him and said, yeah, that's a good question. Why do you think? And he said, cause we're prideful. And it was bingo. That's exactly it. Because usually we're so prideful, we don't turn to God. But when we're scared, when we're worried, when we're uncertain, when we have fear in our hearts, that's when we turn to God. And guess what? God is there. And God is there for us. So so it's a, it's a great time to talk about it. A lot of us are working on our memory scriptures. Uh, ask people to help you. Share our, share, let's, let's be active in sharing our faith. And, and inviting people to watch these videos. It's very easy. Metrovision.laicc.net. And, um, I've already, I know that I've got a lot of friends and family watching. I've heard of uh, other disciples and other members of the church with lots of friends watching and, and, um, and, you know, kind of getting an introduction to the church, which is fantastic. Um, I do want to encourage us to stay close, stay tight. Um, you know, as I've shared before, this is a time of testing to see what is our conviction. What is your religion? What is your faith? I mean, we see it now. You know, we see it now because, because it's, it's, it's who you are when nobody's watching, right? That's your real religion. That's your real faith. That's your character. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we, we slip into automatic pilot. And we, we, we're not necessarily paying attention to what we're doing, but we're just going with the flow. We go to church, we go through the motions and everything. We're not necessarily aware of what we're doing. But then when your schedule gets thrown off, all of a sudden you have to make decisions for yourself, you know, and, and you have to think things through. And that's good for us because it makes us think, okay, am I going to take communion this week? I mean, I'm not in a group where somebody's handing me a little plastic cup or anything. So am I going to take it? And if I'm going to take it, why am I going to take it? And what does this mean to me? So it's a time to make us really think through our religion, our faith, our Christianity. You know, am I going to allow myself to watch that on TV? I'm not going to see the brush for a while. Maybe nobody's going to ask me how my purity is for a while. So what about God? Do I believe that God is here with me? Do I believe that Jesus' spirit's in me, that the Holy Spirit is guiding me along? You know, these, these are important things. And, and so right now it's very important that, that, that we pull together, that we're helping each other. Uh, we've encouraged everybody to get in prayer partnerships. Do you have a prayer partner? Don't, don't, you don't want to be the, you know, we, we, we looked at Psalm 23 the other day. You don't want to be the sheep that refuses to come in. 
Be the sheep that's with the flock. Be, make it good. Make it easy for the shepherd to lead us. I mean, we want to make it for e- easy for Jesus to guide us along, for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. We want to be the people listening to him, obeying him. We don't want to be the one that remains unchanged, that won't change, that hears great lessons, says amen, but doesn't change. By now, we should we should all be in a prayer partnership with at least one person, if not two or even three, that we're keeping in contact with daily and encouraging one another. If you're not, you got to ask yourself, why not? Why am I slow to respond? Why am I slow to set things up? Well, we need to go for it. We need to be that kind of people right now. It's really important that we be who we're called to be right now. The, the, the world is in need. And I'll tell you what it needs more than anything is it needs Jesus. And the way it's going to get Jesus is through his people. That's the way he reaches out to everybody, right? Um, if you if you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe to MetroVision so we know you're there. Um, if you haven't signed up on, on, on some form of online giving, a lot of you were signed up already. And, and I do want to encourage you. A lot of people signed up on the give to metro.com. That was great. We did much, much better this Sunday, but we lost a significant amount of contribution the week before because of course everything happening. And, and I know our faith is being tested. You know, that widow's might, you know, that, you know, why Jesus made such a big deal of her giving all she had to live on because it's one thing to give when you've got plenty and you're not worried about it. It's a whole nother thing to give when you're not sure if you're going to have enough to buy food. And I'm not saying don't buy your food. I'm just saying this is where we, our faith gets tested, right? So, um, and, and we got, you know, we've got exciting things that are still happening. We're, we're going to have that. We should have by next week our app ready to download and we'll have a video to go over with you how to download it, how to set it all up. And, uh, you know, just some, some, some cool things to keep us connected. I do want to say this, that, that, um, uh, I think in, in our fasting, especially tomorrow, it's, I think it's incredibly important that we're fasting and praying, of course, for our family, for the church, for the children, for those who are vulnerable, but also for all the doctors and nurses in our fellowship. You know, I think of Doug out there working, so hard every day. He is really working hard. I think of Don out there um, serving, and and there's more. I know there's more, and I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know your name or, or exactly what you do, but I know we have a number of brothers and sisters out there in the medical field serving and 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 putting their self, themselves in danger. So let's keep them in prayer and keep them in our minds. So let's jump on in. I don't want to run out of time here. Um, uh you know, why do we fast and pray? I mean, tomorrow, literally every church in our fellowship around the world, in our family of churches, is going to be praying and fasting, which means actually a lot of them already started. You know, it's already midnight, probably, and, you know, yesterday started in India a while ago, you know, and, and, and it's going to go all around the globe as all of us pray and fast for a day. So I, I've got a little study here that I think will kind of help us just set our minds what are some examples in the Bible of people fasting and then great things happening? Well, the Ninevites, when they repented and the city was saved, they fasted and prayed in Jonah chapter 3. Esther, before she went before the king, you remember she was going to go to the king Xerxes and ask to save her people. Um, what a hero there. We're gonna, definitely going to cover her. Daniel, before requesting uh, God's help, uh, he fasted. The Israelites, before going into battle, 
Um, Judges 20, that's, that's one example. There's multiple examples. And Jesus, when he began his ministry, he fasted. Um, and of course, I mean, if Jesus fasted to get ready, how much more do I need to fast, you know, to, to make something happen? In all the examples shown and that we read about, there's some common things. There's prayers usually accompanied with, with, um, excuse me, fasting is usually accompanied with prayer and petition, preparation and repentance. Those are all tied together. And it, it's, it's very much a spiritual event. What it is not is just a day not eating. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Don't just, I'm not going to eat and. Uh, I'm going to have a miserable day tomorrow and I'm going to be a grouch and, and unhappy and make everybody pay for my fasting. If that's your mindset, please don't do it. Don't do it. It is a spiritual event. In fact, uh, God, God is concerned about how we fast. I want to, I want you to look with me in Isaiah 58. Um, and we're going to read this. It says, verse one, shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fasting I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is this the kind of fasting I have chosen? So I'm going to read the rest in a second, but obviously, you know, God has got a very strong opinion about this. You know, he's saying, look, you know, don't don't come to me and just think like it's some kind of a trick that you do this for a day and then everything goes great. It's we're not bribing God. We're not extorting him. We're not blackmailing God. We're not coercing him or twisting his arm. No, what we're doing is is a spiritual demonstration of need. And I'll get into that. And 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 it has everything to do with our lifestyle. You know, if you go on reading, he said, he said, um, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see him, the naked to clothe them and not to turn away your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then then you will call and the Lord will answer and will cry for help. And, and he will say, here am I, you know, I mean, what a great response look at basically fasting has everything to do with how we live our lives, right? That we're loving, that we're serving, that we're giving, that we're helping others. And then when we do fast, when we do go without food and prayer, of course, that calls God's attention. 
But if we're just out there doing whatever we want to do and, and fasting is nothing but not eating, then we're missing the point entirely. And we should not expect anything. Um, and particularly if we're in sin, obviously, and that's the point he makes. So let's keep looking. So there are, there's seven reasons for fasting that, uh, that one can see in the scriptures. There's sorrow for sin, uh, Joel chapter 1, 14. Um, fasting has a lot to do with repentance. It's a sign of repentance. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a humbling of oneself and denying yourself so that you are you are letting God know how serious you are about something. It's part of of showing a person's sorrow. It's an act of humility. Uh, fasting is humbling ourselves before God. Psalm thirty five thirteen. If pride is our enemy, humility is our remedy. How does fasting humble us? These are questions that that I'm, I'm sending you all these questions, okay, so that you can talk about it. What happens when we get humble before God? What does the scripture say? When we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will what? What does he do for us? So fasting, it's it's an important act of, of humility, an act of humbling ourselves before the Lord and, and denying ourselves for him. It's discerning God's will in Ezra 8.21. What does what does fasting show God? You know, Ezra loved the Lord's people. And Ezra went back to rebuild the temple and to, to restore Israel to its relationship, its rightful relationship with God, and to rebuild the temple so that the, the people of God were reconnected. And he fasted and cried out to God for this to happen. It's a time, it's, it's, it's used for soul searching. In Nehemiah chapter one, verse four, um, Nehemiah, of course, goes back also with Ezra to rebuild the city and he rebuilds the walls and, and, and Nehemiah, you know, has a time of just soul searching. He hears about the condition of, of God's city, Jerusalem, and, and he's just brokenhearted and he fasts and he prays and he cries out to God and, and he doesn't blame shift. He doesn't not angry at God. He just says, God, we are, we blew it. We're sorry. We're, we're, you know, and I think about, that that what what does our nation really need? It needs to get on its knees and cry out to God. It needs to humble itself and stop thinking that we're all this and all that. And we need to be honest and pure and righteous and and holy. And and you and I both know as a nation we're far from that. And I'm not particularly p- picking on our nation because the same could be said about just about every nation out there or pretty much every nation out there. And it's what the world needs. The world needs to humble ourselves and stop denying God and stop acting like we're the ultimate creation and we're, it's all about us and what we want and what we think and putting ourselves in the center of the universe. The world needs to humble out and respect and revere God Almighty. That's what needs to happen. That's what fasting is about. It's a serious decision. It's when we, when we make serious decisions in Acts 13, Two and three and fourteen twenty three as the church was expanding and and big decisions had to be made that sometimes the apostles didn't know exactly what to do and they had to pray and they had to fast and uh, so before a big decision is made the conclusion you know through through it all is we see that fasting emphasizes our need for God it is a recognizing 
of our own release of control. It's, it's, it's surrendering to God, right? Fasting does not, again, does not manipulate God to do our will, but reinforces our need to submit to his will, to be in line with him. Fasting shows that God shows God that we are willing to suffer and humble ourselves before him, that we know who we are. We are dirt. We're dirt man, dirt woman. And it is the only thing that separates us from the the animals and the dirt and the rocks is the spirit of God. The fact that we've been made in his image. And it's it's from him that we get our worth, that we get our value. It's he who makes us loved ones and makes us special. It all comes from him. And unfortunately, the world has forgotten that. And, and, and it's only in times of distress and war and suffering where people stop in masses and, and, and reconsider. Maybe they need to humble out before God. And so we as disciples of Jesus, we're humbling out tomorrow. We're going to cry out to God for our people, for our planet, much like Nehemiah's. In fact, that would be a great quiet time tomorrow is read the beginning of Nehemiah, how he cared about his city, how he cared about his people, how it just broke his heart that his people were so far from God and and so humbled because of it. And we ought to feel that way about our cities. You know, I, 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 the other day I went down to have uh, lunch with Augustus, who I took a wrong turn coming back from downtown, and I was shocked and horrified. So I went through a city uh, down the street, and it was just surrounded by tents and homeless people. Not for one block or two blocks like I would see in San Diego, but for blocks and blocks and blocks. And there was literally thousands of people in distress. And it just hit me how 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 can this be? How can this be happening? And and you know, and I know that some of us are. You know, we don't want to see the news. We're, we're overwhelmed. It's stressing us out. And I get that. And we got to be careful that we're not overdoing it in the news. But, but it is important to know what's happening. I mean, it's important to know that we just crossed the thousand deaths mark today and what that means. I remember when the 3000 died in the World Trade Center and everybody had, everybody that lost somebody put a yellow ribbon on their door or on the tree. And I lived in a neighborhood that was a bedroom community to Manhattan. And there were several houses on my block with yellow ribbons. Everywhere I drove, every street I went down, there was yellow ribbons. My daughter, Elena's teacher, lost five best friends who were firemen, all of them. You know, that everybody was touched. We had 60 members of our church in the building who all, thank God, got out safely. But Everybody that died is somebody's dad, somebody's mom, somebody's son or, or nephew or niece or cousin or brother or sister. And, and again, I'm not saying we need to be thinking about this all the time, but we need to be aware of the suffering going on around us. And it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And again, not trying to be a harbinger of doom, but we need to be aware because we need to shine brightly right now. And, and so for fasting for our world, fasting for our people is the right thing to do. And the spirit of Nehemiah, it's what we need to be doing. You know, there's different kinds of fasts we see in the Bible. We see the limited fasts like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. 
And theirs was a limited fast. You know, they were eating vegetables only. And some people, that's all you can do. And that's okay because of, of health reasons, you you can't do a full-on fast. And fast, the, you, you've already got the idea from this lesson. It's some form of humbling and suffering and denying yourself for God. So I'm sure there's something you can think of. You know, um, there's that there's the typical fast, which is basically no food for a certain period of time that you decide. It's between you and God. And uh, there's an extreme fast, which Moses did, Jesus did, Paul did. No food or liquids. But I have to tell you, that's a dangerous fast. You have to make sure that you are in the right health for that. And uh, I would I would talk to a doctor to make sure you could do something like that. Very few people can do that, and it has to be a, a prepared for. And um, it's just not in most cases. I don't find it necessary. I think you can show God your seriousness, and 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 do everything you need to do without doing a no water, no food. Um, water is incredibly important. Um, you know, there's always so many miraculous things that happen connected to fasting. And my, my own experience, I've seen so many incredible things. I've seen so many just amazing things. I mean, I remember I prayed and fasted for five friends to be baptized on my birthday, which was an outrageous thing to ask for. Well, guess what? I baptized my fifth friend. Eh, I cheated a little bit. It was about one in the morning. So technically it was the next day. But uh, I remember I had had free meals planned all day. I was going to have my free breakfast at Denny's, my free lunch at, at Applebee's, my free dinner at Tony Roma's. And, and I didn't get to do any of them because I was in studies counting the cost all day long. But wow, what a day, you know, what a day. And I, I had, I had fasted and prayed for that to happen and God blessed it. And there are many things like that that I've seen happen in life. And, and, you know, we, we have our five impossible prayers. We should be praying for those tomorrow. Make sure that those are on your list tomorrow. So tomorrow, don't, don't let it be an ordinary day. Make it a, an, an amazing day. Have, have an extra long call. Those of you who can, those of you who don't have to go into work, who are at home right now, have a two or three hour quiet time. Say, well, I got four kids, two dogs, a cat, and a bird. Well, take turns with your spouse or take turns with a roommate or somebody, but, but, but arrange yourself a fantastic quiet time. Have three quiet times. Have one in the morning, one at noon, and one in the evening. Have, you know, I've, I've got an app on my phone that reminds me, uh, three times a day to pray. And it's awesome because it shoots a picture up and I see my kids and it makes me think about them and pray for them at least three times a day. And, 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 you know, there's so many things we can do to just make sure we have a great day tomorrow. Uh, I, I've, uh, I've put up my playlist, uh, on, on a couple of times and I'm not getting any money out of this or anything. I just, it's just such a, it helps me so much. I want to share it. Um, you know, I'm reading the, the, the book soul care. Um, this is my, my, my list called quiet time on Spotify. So, have a great day tomorrow. That, that concludes it. Have a great discussion. Um, hopefully you'll get the, you'll get the, uh, the, this lesson either in your email soon. Uh, I, I'm trying to construct a regional email list with MailChimp. So next week I'm going to be asking you to please sign up on it so that I could send you, like I could send you this lesson. Boom. One shot. Boom. You'd all get it. And I'd like to do that for these. For, for Sunday and Wednesday. So you'll have the lessons 
and you'll have, or at least you'll have a good set of questions to go over. So thank you. Uh, Metro region, you're awesome. I love you guys. Thank you to all the staff for how much you're serving, how hard you're working. In particular, Reese, I know you're pulling double duty with school and trying to get the food shelter or the food closet set up. And all of you are doing an amazing job serving and taking care of the church. And, and, and I just want to encourage you to continue, stay close to God, stay safe. Don't take unnecessary risks. Uh, stay spiritual and let your light shine. I'd love to hear about some of the uh, uh, Zoom Bible studies and Skype Bible studies. And wouldn't it be great to have a baptism that we could all watch on Zoom? Wouldn't that be awesome? How about we pray for, pray for that too? But uh, tomorrow, the big picture is let's pray for the global fellowship, uh, for things that are happening all around the world in our churches with this virus. Uh, Spain is unfortunately past China, and we have an entire church right there in Madrid. It's in lockdown. Um, Italy, you all know, has been so bad, such a tough situation. And in many other countries in Africa and Asia and South America, it's just taking off right now. So let's pray for each other, pray for them, pray particularly for the, for the elderly, the vulnerable, and especially for our medical people that are out there putting their lives on the line for us. Thank you guys. We love, I love you and, uh, greetings and hugs from Michelle and I and have a great time in your Zoom meetings now. Take care. Love you.